together may we glorify your name. Knowing well that as our hearts begin to worship, we'll be blessed because we came. As we gather. In the name of Jesus, we worship you, Lord. We worship our Maker. We thank our God. Blessed be the most holy name of our God. We also, our Father, we give glory to His name. Our Father is mighty. Our God is awesome. Our God is holy. Our God is kind. It's worthy of our praise, worthy of our honor and adoration. We give glory to his most holy name. We thank him. Hallelujah.
Lord be the glory, honor and adoration and power be unto our God. Great is his faithfulness, great is his wonders, great is his word, and great is his work. We worship the Lord, we bless the name of the Lord, for the Lord is good. And his mercies endure it forever. Amen. Hallelujah. up your name we worship your name we bless your most holy name for your wonders in our lives we thank you father we bless your god glory and honor and power to your name in the name of jesus lord we give honor lord we give glory lord we give adoration to your name O lord for you are great for you are good and your mercy so lord endure it forever lord we praise your wonders name. We praise your wonders and we praise your wonderful name. O Lord our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, we worship you. We give you glory. You have been great. You have been good. You have been kind to us. Lord, we adore you, our God. 
We thank you, our maker, for everything you've done for us, Lord. We thank you for bringing us together to your presence again this evening. We thank you, Father. We thank you, our God. We thank you, our maker. Lord, we are so glad that we are here. Even today, again, O oh Lord, in your presence. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we give you glory and honor and adoration. Thank you, Father. Immortal God, we worship you. Eternal God, we adore you. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Thank you for everything in our lives. Thank you for who you are. Lord, you have been awesome in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We worship you. Amen in Jesus' name. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of our praise, and unto you alone we sing. You are awesome in this place, mighty God, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of our praise, and unto you alone we sing. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. Mighty God, you are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of all praise, and unto you alone we sing. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord, for God is good, for God is kind, God is wonderful for bringing us to this day and to, and to this program this evening. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Amen. People of God, you are welcome to this uh, Bible class family Bible study hour today. Our God had been good to us and he will prove again today how good he is in our lives. Hallelujah. Today again, we are going to see his wonders. Hallelujah. In his presence today. Amen. Now we are still on the study Christians and the world. Christians and the world. Hallelujah. Christians and the world. Uh, last week, we studied on the fact that who are Christians? Who are Christians? Are, they, are, 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 are Christians those that go to church? Are Christians that go, that, that do, do, does all religious rights? Who are Christians? So we studied last week. Uh, we, that is how we started last week. And uh, we thank God that today again, our teacher is there. 
we will do justice to what we did last week. Amen. We will do justice to what we did last week. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You are welcome. Thank you. You are welcome. God bless you. Yeah. We have been expecting you. You came a bit. Uh, Don't mind me. God I'm bless you. you. Oh God. Amen. Amen. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um. Ah uh, well, please, yeah, yeah, okay. If you prefer not to use <clears throat> it, then we can. Okay. I'm hearing you clearly. Of because course. I'm hearing you, you clearly too. Which one are you using now? Uh, the white one. All right, the white one. That's okay. I mean, that's a uh, Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Uh, okay. We'll try that one, not uh, at the real program. All right. All right. You are welcome. God bless Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ice UK weather there. We bless the name of the Lord for your God drive. is acclimatizing me to it. <laughs> we praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for that. Hallelujah. Uh, and the spiritual acclimatization also will take yes. place also. It's, it's already there, we know. Yeah. We know you're enjoying the breeze of heaven from there. God bless yes. you. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we are here also in Nigeria. You're welcome. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The, Lord the, has praises, the praises and the worship he's doing here, he's also doing it in Nigeria because that's my origin. Okay. Hallelujah. I believe it. <laughs> we thank the Lord. All right. We thank the Lord. Ah, my children, there. God bless you. Okay, we're on the studio. We're in the studio. Then let's okay. forget about that now. For it. God bless you. Sorry. Oh, people of God, please be uh, um, just bear with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Uh, we are in the Bible study, and as uh, I have said, I want to hand over the stage onto her our teacher that has been teaching us that started the teaching so she will teach us today again and we'll move on from here again to next week well as we study on who i mean christian christians and the world you're welcome god bless you bless over you. to you ma all right yeah. over to the holy spirit he's the teacher yeah. he's the counselor yes. He's our guide. He's our everything. May he take over and bless his people and glorify Jesus so that as he, as he exalts Jesus in this, in this teaching, every other person will be drawn unto him to hydrate God's glory. That's the purpose for which you're created. Everybody downloading, everybody uh, entering life, you're welcome in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Brother Paul, you're welcome. I'm God bless you there. because I'm in the church. I, the, the, yeah. the speaker and the hearer, we are under the feet of Christ learning. Yeah. By the Holy Spirit. So I'm learning too mm. as I'm speaking. God bless you. You're welcome. We are learning. Mm. Blessed be the mm. name of the Lord. We started a teaching, a series of teaching last week, Monday, the Christian and the Word. And um, I want to I want to quickly uh, revise it so that I join it today to today's uh, uh, teaching. Last week we we were able to recognize the fact that, uh, as Jesus said it, Christians are not of the world. He said it himself, John fifteen nineteen. 
and he reiterated it again in John 18:36 that his kingdom that he has purchased with the blood of, of his blood is not of this kingdom. And um, he repeated it in John 17:16 that he is not of the world. And because he is not of the world and is our ruler, the author and the finisher of our faith, it means we are not of the world. Then in John 16, 33, he was even encouraging us that in the world we shall have tribulation because we are just passing through. We are not, our abode is not permanent here. So he was telling us that in the world we have tribulation, but we should cheer up for we have overcome. Yes. We bless God for all this encouragement. And because we are not of the world, that is why in the world you may have to believe whatever you are passing through is not permanent. And it's walking a weight of glory for you above where you belong. And that is why you should not, you should not overreact or think otherwise, maybe to commit suicide or to have an alternative to Jesus Christ. He has said, uh, overcoming is sure, victory is sure. It's just, you are just passing through. That, is, that condition is not permanent. Thank God for that encouragement. You have, you have won that battle before it started. You have overcome that lack, that want, whatever it is. Is it singleness? You ought to have found your mate, you have not found him or her. What is it you're passing through that is causing distress, may give you hypertension, that is causing reproach from the people all around you? It is transient. It is ephemeral. It is not permanent. That is Jesus for you. He never lies. He never lies. He's ever, he's the truth, the way, and life. So whatever he says, stands. And surely let the heaven and the earth pass by. That word will surely come to pass in your life. So they encourage, brethren, that whatever you pass through, cheer up, victory is sure. In fact, the, the victory has been won on the cross 2,024 uh, 2, years ago. So the victory is sure before you even started. So you can be sure uh, you will overcome to encourage us. Then we went ahead to say we are sojourners. We supported that with Psalm, uh, Psalm 39, 12, Hebrew 11, 13. You know, God will help you to download so that you listen to other things. Because we want to go to today's teaching, we are not really, we are not really expanding on those ones again. When you download, you hear all that. First Peter 2, 11 confirms we are sojourners. First Chronicle 29, 15 even said, as I be a sojourner, we are like a vapor. You see, that was when we said, then you put water in the pot, you see the water. But by the time it overheats, a town comes, you don't see the water again. That is how we are in this world. This is Teresia. Our kingdom is Celestia, everlasting to everlasting. This has time, but that one has no end. Thank God we have a hope. And when you know Christ, uh, you are never hopeless. He has said that uh, whosoever hopeth in him shall not be put to shame, and our ex expectation shall not be shall not be uh, shall not shall not fail. He cannot go back on his own. He cannot swallow his word. His work cannot fall on the ground without being fulfilled. So First Corinthians said, "We are even a vapor. 
That is today, people will see you today, tomorrow you may not be seen. And as young as you are, or as old as you are, you know this is true. People younger than you, a day old, might have passed by that you heard of. Your mates in primary school, secondary school, or whatever, or in the neighborhood, might have passed away. Somebody older than you might have passed away to confirm that we are but vapor. We are like grass that blossom and flourish with uh, the, 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 the flowers attracting. But by the time the wind blows on it and the sun scorch it, in the evening time, it is withered. That is human being for us. So that is telling you this is not your permanent abode. And thank God we are not of the world. We have a terrestrial kingdom that has no end. And that is where Jesus, that's why he came to prepare us for that place. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. Then we were able to discover some part of, um, if your sojourners here, if you're not of the world, you are just passing through like a passage, what kind of life should we be living here? That is where we stopped because we didn't want to put in too much, a little at a time, line by line, uh, precept by precept. We go to the full knowledge of the Lord God Almighty, and we are liberated in that knowledge. So even today, by the grace of God, we will not spend too much time. It's not as if there is nothing to say, but a little at a time, you ruminate on it, it sinks, it sinks. It become part of you, we elevate you to a higher level. And God will help you to do that in Jesus' name. So the kind of life that the Christian should live at uh, was what we were discussing before we stopped. So we quickly want to visit Leviticus briefly too because we have started it. Leviticus 25 verse 23. Leviticus 25, 23 says, um, sorry, the land shall not be sold forever for the land is mine. For ye are strangers and sojourners with me. You see, there's nothing like landlord in human being. You are just a caretaker. Nothing like I'm the father, I'm the mother. You are just a caretaker. Children that you are claiming are your heritage. Yes, you are caretaking them. Anything you think this is my house is just as long as you live. If God takes his life because it's a borrowed life, if he takes it from you now, you discover that those children will become will, will, will become somebody else's children because they are of the Lord. And that land will, will, will be transferred to somebody else. You may not even know, it may not even be somebody that is related to you. That house will be given to somebody else. That is why the lesson we learned last week is that since you're a sojourner, since you are not the landlord or the owner of anything, you're only the owner by the time you're out here. Then when the Lord acts of it, it is of honor unto you to pray for grace and release it. Because if you don't release it, be it your child. Let the child serve me. Say, no, I don't have a child that will be a pastor. I don't have a child that will be a missionary. They may kill him there. What about if they kill you before, before, before they even kill him? Have you not seen missionary that went for years and came back home safely? Because when God saves, when God hides someone under his shadow, who is that king? That he created our king, or who is that army? 
or so yeah, that will kill that person. You see, the lesson we have learned there is that if there's no landlord, if no, not, not, you own nothing, your children, your house, your clothes, anything. If you don't own anything, that is to say, it is wisdom. And I want you to be part of the wisdom. Receive grace to be part of it. To told the line, the, to told the part of wisdom. That whatever God asks of you while you are living, receive grace to release it in obedience and total submission. When you do that while you are living, as he asks of it, he will, will use it to stop something that the, any rich man had not seen into your mansion in heaven, which will be grateful forever in eternity when you get home. But when you decide not to release it and it takes the borrowed life in you, you will lose here, you will lose there. You may not even leave it with him in his kingdom because disobedience is mighty. You can see what the result of disobedience of Eden, what it cost Eve, Adam, and the descendants, including I and you. So the Lord will help us to be wise. You don't own anything. You're only claiming anything as long as you live. So if the real owner, which is the, God is the landlord, the land shall not be sold forever, for the land is mine. Everything, your cloth, your children, your house, your car, everything, your estate, your, your industry, your company, everything, even the life, your, the breath in your nostril is of the Lord. So if he takes it, you, some people around you will still be thanking God. Thank God, though, the way he dies is for glorious. Thank God he was not mad that he could be bringing reproach to the family. Allah, do you know what it means? God will kill you with that thing you did not release because he's the owner after all. After killing you, people will be thanking him that you are not mad. So receive grace and told the land of, uh, told the path of wisdom to release if you can't do it. Under grace, everything is possible. And that is Hebrews 4, 16. Come to the throne of grace and receive the throne of mercy. And receive grace for whatever is asking you to do that is not convenient. He will supply abundant grace and you do it as if you will not be hot. People around you may be pitying you. Why is this person doing this thing? But the grace will allow you to do it with ease. And you can't imagine what God will use to repay it later and in eternity, what you meet in your mansion as decoration there, that the, rich, the richest person in the world had not got. God bless you. I don't want to belabor that. Then we click, quickly go to, that is the kind of life you will live on earth as a sojourner, as someone that doesn't know, own anything, as a, as a vapor, as a grass that can wither and people forget about you, as a shadow that can disappear anytime. The kind of life you live is the kind of uh, holding everything with the tip of your nail. No, not saying this is mine, this is mine. God bless you. That's number one life you should be living. Then number two, first Peter. Let's quickly go there and see the admonition of the Holy Spirit there. First Peter, first Peter 1 Peter 1.17. This is the admonition. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. We also said a lot of things about this last week. That passing your, you know, you are a sojourner. Anytime you spend there, you are just a sojourner. You are, you are just a stranger. You are just passing through. This world is not yours. You have not reached home. You have not used your, reached your kingdom. 
How are you passing uh, your, your sojourning time here in fear? You fear not to displease God in anything. In anything. In anything. That's the best fear. You don't fear God because you don't want to go to hell. You fear to go into sin or displease God because the love he had shown to you is too much. He's not, he's, not, he's not the type of person to offend. That's the best fear. Okay, then I think in Philippians say, uh, work, out your, work out your salvation with trembling. You don't fear God. You don't serve God because you fear him. You serve him because you cannot even pay an altar of the love he bestowed upon you through Jesus Christ. You will have, you are, uh, you will have enjoyed everlasting lake of fire, crying, crying and gnashing your teeth for life. But Jesus refused heaven just because he will not be there. Can you see that kind, the magnitude of that love? He, he said, I can't stay in this heaven without me, without you. And he decided to bring heaven down. And for him to be able to do that, it cost him his life. And, his, and every altar of the blood in him. There is no love. To, that could be as great as that. Not of, not of your father, not of your mother, your siblings, or anybody you think loves you. And that altar of, uh, that love, to now pay an altar of that love, you want to tremble, you want to fear that whatever it will cost me, I don't want to displease this loving God. And as a saved person, you, you take heed, you are watchful, you are prayerful, you study the Bible, you know the mind of God, whatever he wants, you want to do, whatever he, <clears throat> he rejects, you want to reject it, you want to pray for grace, never to displease him. If only to play, pay a little of that love, that this is the way I can love you, I want to love you. Jesus said in John, I think 14, 15 then, he said, if you love me, keep my commandment. So your fear is that I don't, I don't want to displease the person that gave his life for my life. I don't want to displease the person that lost all his blood for my, my free healing. My, 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 my free healing. For, you know, there's somebody that rejected the glamorous, glorious, wonderful state of heaven. Because I will not be there. I therefore brought it down. I cost him his life. No. Tremble. Tremble and walk out your salvation. As you, as you so John. I'm only summarizing. We have said a lot of things um, last, last week. So, now, that's how to live. You are not fearing the devil because he's under your feet. Okay? Your life, the moment you, you are accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your life is hid in Christ at the right hand of God. So, before the devil can reach you, so he's not the person to fear. Not even principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness, that places, rulers of darkness, darkness of this world, not even dominions and thrones, not even rulers, not even familiar spirits, or jail or bad jail, whatever. You are not to fear them. Because in Christ that died on the cross, that broke their head or his head, is this. Sorry, sorry. A call went in and had to decline. Am I, have I connected again? Hello? No, you have you Hello? have connected. You have connected. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. I'm okay. sorry. A call came in. I'm sorry. I got. We got it. All right, okay. that's all. So what I'm saying is, oh my God! Oh my God!
I'm saying in essence, what was I saying? Brapo, what was the last thing I said? Please help me out. Hello? Hello? Just continue from wherever you continue. What did I say last? Did I say last? Before the call came in. Please continue, continue, continue. I was intercepted. Yes, don't worry. Continue. Continue okay. from where you... Okay. So what I'm saying, what First Peter 117 is saying is that you don't fear the devil because your brother Jesus Christ had broken his head. Went down, preached to him, he refused, he took the kill of hell and death. That, that people fear, fear and therefore, therefore go into a practices, go into some practices because they don't want to die. Want to Jesus die. are taking Jesus the kill of him. They are taking the kill of the grace. They are taking the key of authority and dominion. Stolen from Eden from him. So, at the moment you believe Jesus, the moment you believe Jesus, he taught everything for you. When he rose the third day, he said, Oh, power in heaven and heaven has been given unto me. That power as a son of man was given, was taken for you. Was for so you. that one is not one of those. That one is not one of those. They are not one of those to be fair. one of those to be fair. Because the moment you take Christ, your life is hidden. Christ is gone. Before the devil can reach you, nobody can reach you. Be broken. Who have been overcome? Who have been overcome? Everything that you used to bragado for, I be taken from. Before he can ever reach you, he can ever reach you. If your life, if your life, you become born again, you became alive spiritually. If that your life is hidden, Christ in God, before he can reach you, you have to conquer which is impossibility of all impossibilities. After conquering God, you have to conquer Jesus, which is not possible before he reaches you. And since that one is not possible, then devil is not one of those to be tried to be to fear. Okay, you 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 now fear. You can fear. The only thing you fear is not this place. We are having network issue. All right. Thank you. Hello. You're welcome. I can hear you. I can hear you now. Have I connected? Hallelujah. Have I connected? Have I connected? Yes, you are connected. Okay. Just continue. The only thing you fear yeah. is I should not offend So devil is out of it because you are more than him. In Christ. You have broken his head. With the authority of Christ with which you are operating. So you only fear not to displease your God. At least to show an altar of love. Then another thing is that we are still a warring church. We are militant church. We are not the triumphant church. Those that have died and got to the golden angels around, they are the triumphant ones. As long as we are still in this flesh, we are still militant. And you are working out your treble, you are working out your salvation with because you don't want outer of pride to enter into you. You want to spend all your days of journey in humility, and that takes violence and prayer, constant praying, constant consecration, constant dying and nearly the flesh to the cross, and the rest of it. That is why you, you are humble, you are vigilant, you are watchful, you take heed, and you don't take anything for granted. I, I spiritually have arrived. There's nothing like that as a militant church. 
the triumphant church are rejoicing above because they are now triumphant. But as long as we are in this flesh, whatever the spiritual state you attain, you dare, you dare not dare the devil. At the same time, we are more than him. So that is why you have to, you have to spend your day of sojourning with fear. God bless you. Other things that you have discussed, we want to advance. Now, Psalm 49, 11 ad admonished us. We want to see that. How do you live your life as a Christian, as a sojourner, as somebody passing through? How do you live your life on earth? We have seen to live as if you don't own anything, as if everything belongs unto God. Live as if you're a shadow that could disappear. So whatever God asks you to give unto you, receive grace and release it so that you harvest it in heaven as your treasure. Then Psalm 49, 11. Let's see the admonition there. The admonition in Psalm, please forgive me, I'm not too fast in searching, forgive me. Uh, 49, 11. Psalm 49, 11, the admonition says, their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. You see, we see this all around us, especially the rich people or those people that have fame and have name. They want to immortalize their names, you know. They want to, they want to inherit estate, a lot of riches, and leave behind for their children. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. This is not for Christians. This is not for those that are really practicing Christianity. This one is not for you in the sense that, you see, the generation, even in the Bible, the Pharaoh that knew Joseph, treated Joseph and those in Goshen, that is his brethren, very well. But the moment Joseph died and let up generation come over, Joseph was forgotten, and his brethren, that is their, their descendants, were tortured. That is how it is now. You want to immortalize your name. You want to call streets by your name. By the time the generation after, maybe three, four generations come, that thing, that your statue will be demolished because they don't know anything about you. Even when people tell, they tell your stories, it doesn't move an, it doesn't move an air on them. So they don't see any value in that statue. <clears throat> By the time they want to improve the road, they demolish your statue. That is vain, 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 vain glory. So Christians should not live as if I want to immortalize my name. I want to gain immortality. I want to call this, I want to erect my statue here so that people will not forget me. In fact, you will not tell, the generation will not pass before they forget you, before they lose value about you. And if they have any chance to even take over your estate and, do, and erase your name, they will do that. So it will be much ado about nothing. It's not worth it. So a Christian should not live his or her life like that. Live as a stranger passing through. That is, in my, in my dialect, some people live as if that is, this is the permanent abode. I will never leave this place. There's nothing like that. You can see all around you that those that you saw yesterday, you don't see them now. So it's not worth it. A Christian should live as if, let me just make impacts in people's life in terms of 
helping the poor, whatever you can do to lift people's body, whatever you can do. As Jesus said, uh, store your treasure in heaven where your permanent place is, where your kingdom is, where you belong, so that you go there and receive the reward. Hmm? In terms of how do you do that? You, give, you take care of the poor. You take care of anything about God's kingdom. You are interested. Anything to lighten people's body. Anything to put smiles on people's face. You do that. But it, then you are making impact in people's life. It is that one that will harvest in eternity. And it is that one that will live after you. Okay? So, uh, naming streets after your name. Building your statue. Acquiring lands upon land, estate upon putting your name everywhere. The generation that does not recognize you will demolish them and it will take them over. And that your name will be no more. And that eternity that you go to, you may even lose that heaven. May you know, may Christians not live like this in the name of Jesus. Then Psalm 39:4. Let's see the admonition there. How do you live as a Christian, as a sojourner passing through this world? How do you live here? What kind of attitude you put on? What's God expecting you to do? That is Psalm 39.4. Psalm 39.4. This is what is, uh, it says. Lord, make me to know my end and the measure of my days. What it is that I may know how frail I am. <laughs> do you understand? Lord, make me to know my end and the mission of my days, what it is that I may know how frail I am. What does that suggest to you? That one is saying you have an end. And that is very sure. You know you are dust. You will return to dust. I will return to dust. Except rapture happens now as we the Gentiles are expecting it. And our body is changed glorious, <clears throat> suddenly, and we're given glorious body and disappear. But this body, we'll, we'll put it off like cloth. We are not going with it. It is soil. It is dust. It, it will remain here. It is with that glorious body we are transformed to uh, that we will take away. So, already everybody knows that he has an egg. Every human being. You should, you should think about it. If they were wise and think about their end, they will, they will want to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They will want to believe the gospel. They will want to act wise. So let it sink into your life, into your head. Let it turn around your mentality that you have an end, okay? Put it in front of you as a picture that I have an end. And I have a measure of days to, to, to spend here. Ah, God, give me long life. God, long life, long life, long life. Yes. So some people, he says amen. So some, it, it may even be me, it may be tomorrow. Yes, if I finish my assignment, but I will die empty. That which God proposed for my life, I will fulfill all, all before, before I go, I go in Jesus. Jesus. The same thing was in the name of Jesus. So amen. you will not die until you have fulfilled the purpose for which you are sent to earth, so that on the day of reckoning, you will not be judged. Hmm? So, it is God that says amen to that. All of us wishes long life for our life. Some, after saying long life and prosperity, they die before the morning comes. No baton. And that's the end. Some will still live up to 120 years. And those that are living up to 1, 200 years, they are tired of themselves. Want to show around. 
because their grandchildren will be sp spreading them in the sun to receive warmth, they will be, you know, the, the, the digestive system will not tell them, uh, the urinary system will not tell them, go and urinate. Before they know it, urinary is, because everything is, is expiring. Uh, the, the, the urine is dropped already before you know it. Somebody will be helping you so that you'll not be smelly. And the excreta is passed before you know it because the thing that will tell you go to the toilet is relaxed. Do you understand? So by the time you want to say, I want to spend long life, I must spend long life. By the time you are 200 years, many of us will not reach that place. We will not reach that age. So don't deceive yourself. Even if you're opportune to be there, you will have become a baby. You don't even know what you're doing again. When your children come, you may not recognize them. That kind of, that's, that kind of life. So what is, is it worth it? Is it worth it? So what I'm saying in essence is this. You have a measure of the, however long you are still dust and you return to dust. By the time you are even too long, you may lose your memory. Don't recognize your children. You don't recognize where you are. You, like a baby, you do things that are funny. You see? And the, the, the grandchildren and the children will not be praying, God, please take, take her home, take him home so that you can rest with him. You see yourself? So, what I'm saying is that let it register into our memory. Let our mindset be. And let everything in us accept that we have a measure of this. And uh, what is it that I may know how frail I am? And by the time you, 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 it registered and you, you, it thinks that you have an end and there is a mission of the you, you use, you will be able to apply wisdom and see yourself as frail. See yourself as dust. See yourself as shadow that can disappear anytime. See yourself as vapor that will disappear and not seen again. See yourself as grass that started well flourishing in the morning and withered away in the evening that the earth will not even remember again. When you are able to consider from time to time and count your days in wisdom, you'll be able to apply your, your mind to wisdom that, okay, if, if, if I get out of this place tomorrow or in 200 times, where am I going? Where am I spending my eternity? That is wisdom. So by the time you consider you have an end, uh, by the time you consider the measure of days you have here because you have one, it may be long, it may be short, but an end will come then you'll be able to consider, where am I going? Why I'm here? Why am I here? Am I fulfilling it? So the right thing to do, the prayer to pray, the things to do, the, the knowledge to seek for, you'll be able to do that. By the time it's registered in you that you, you, you have an end and there are measure of days allotted unto you, you'll be able to act wise and see yourself as free, as nothing. It is God, the grace of God that makes us not something. And it will end. So you'll be able to act wisely. God bless you. That's how to live. Every day, count your days, count your days, count your days, count your days. As Psalm 32 admonishes, count your days, count your days. Don't say this is how it will be forever. No, there's nothing like that. So that you'll be able to act wisely. Consider your end after you might have left this place. Where are you spending your eternity? Jesus has brought heaven to, down to you in love through the cross. Believe him and accept the gospel. Accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Relinquish everything sin and everything that displeases God. Your eternity is sure in Jesus' name. So that's how to live. Consider and count your days. That's that what that place is saying. 
Then after after saying much about how a Christian should live, or I mean, how the Christian life is in the world, we own nothing. Hmm? We should spend our sojourning days in fear. We, you know, we said a lot of things. Now, when you continue to live, well, what I what is God expecting out of you? Isaiah 52:11. We are going there together. Isaiah 52:11. Isaiah 52:11 admonishes us. How do we now continue to live to please God? Hmm? Isaiah 52:11 says, "Depart ye, depart ye, go ye out from thence." Touch no unclean thing, right? Touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her. Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. What, what an admonition. What an admonition for a Christian to gain eternity, which is his real home, his real kingdom prepared by Jesus from the foundation of the world, in this world, he has to value holiness. Can you be holy on your own accord? No. Because all of us, from Aden to, to now and to the end, except you come to Christ, we have sinned and come short of the glory of God in eternity with him. Then what do we do to be clean? It is the blood. It is, you believe the work of the cross. You believe in the blood of Jesus. You believe that he is the son of God. You believe that he died and rose up the third day. If the devil is telling you otherwise, he wants to gather you with him in hell because he owns it. It's not for you. That unbelief and the sin in your life that you're not confessed is taking you there. And it's not, the portion, it's not your portion. It's not God's purpose for you. So by the time you accept the work of the cross, by the time you accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior, and you hear the word and trembles at it, that, oh, we have come short of the glory of God. Everyone that does not believe in the, in the work of the cross and believe in Jesus and accept him as Lord and Savior, confess his sin and forsake it, and receive grace to live a clean life, we go to everlasting fire. You tremble and say, God, I have come. Just as I am with the whole plane. That is, as I am, accept me, I have come. Uh, I look up on Christ that did it for me. My substitute and the propitiation for my sins because of him have mercy. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. Listen. Some people will tell you I'm righteous. My hands are clean. I don't think evil about anyone and things like that. It's more than that. Everybody knows that you inherited a trait or the other from your mother. The same way you inherited a sinful nature from Adam. That was transferred through the genes on the chromosomes onto you. That inherited nature makes you do things that are not pleasing to God. That is the one you are first of all acknowledging that you are that makes you acknowledge you are a sinner. It's not it's not even because you're you're doing anything that people say is bad, but because that inherited nature is in you. Uh, the, the psalmist in Psalm 51 says. In, 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 in transgression am I conceived. In sin am I, am I, am I, am I brought forth. That, is, that inherited nature 
Just like the trait with which you look like your father or somebody in your family down the mother's line, down the father's line is in you that people can see. Maybe your nose or your lips or whatever. The same thing. Inheritance nature makes you the sinner and causes you to lose eternity with God. Okay? Acknowledge that you're a sinner. After you might have done that, believe in the world. Because let all the books that all the professors and the academicians had written be destroyed. This world, standard, sure, here or at, and you'll find it in heaven. And Jesus even said that nobody will judge you. It is this world that will judge you. Okay? So, don't allow the devil to put doubt and not believe in you concerning whatever you find in the Bible. Believe it for your own good and don't believe it to your peril or your destruction. The Lord will help you. Receive grace and snatch yourself from hell and the devil. And his unbe unbelieving, whatever, whatever arrow is throwing at you, maybe unbelieved doubt or whatever argument or whatever. It's because he wants to gather you with him. Hell is for him, it's not for you. So after acknowledging that you're a sinner, yes, accept, you know, whatever you know, aside the inherited nature, Lord, I'm a sinner. You have acknowledged. And the blood of Jesus is there to wash you. Because the Bible says that at the outskirts of Jerusalem, he shed the blood to sanctify you. So when you acknowledge you're a sinner, that is the first step. Heaven is, Jesus is standing up. The angels are ready to rejoice that this one is, is taken from the devil and hell. Oh, he's coming home. They are happy. They are expecting. After acknowledging, you now look into your life. What, what have I been doing that is condemning me? What that my heart is condemning me for? People may not know. Maybe secret, maybe in this time that I did it. You confess those ones. What are the other things that I do that people say is not good? And the word of God says it's not good. You confess them. Whatever, then all that I've done that I cannot remember have mercy upon me, the sinner. And let it be from your heart. Let it be from your heart. Then you now say, Jesus. He says in, I think it's in Revelation 3 17, right? He said, I stand at the door. Is it 17 or 21? Thereabout. He said, um, I stand at the door of your heart. He has been expecting you. He died for you. Is it because of you he came, he rejected heaven because, because you are not in heaven, he's not accepting heaven. However glorious it is. And he brought the heaven down. Now that you're confessing, he's happy. All you need to do is open your heart and say, Jesus, now that I've acknowledged myself as a sinner, now that I've confessed them, I come unto you. Take me for what I am. Wash me in your blood. Write my name in the book of life. I'm sorry. Jesus, come into my heart. I give you my heart. I give you my life. Reign and rule. Control everything unto you. You are my Lord. I will obey you by the grace of God. Whatever you tell me to do, I will do. Then you are my Savior from the sin that will have taken me from the hell I will have gone to. I confess you. You are my Savior and Lord. I follow you all the days of my life. The heaven will rejoice. Sincerely, if you do that, you are born again already. Then another step for to sanctification. John 17, 7, uh, John 17, 17, am I correct? Yes. Says, sanctify them by the truth, the world is truth. You now, in fact, if that is genuinely done, the seed of God will have entered into you as you invited Jesus because he will come in form of the, the, the seed of God in the Holy Spirit. Then you you have a, a, a you have a detest for sin. All those things you have been doing, thinking you you are enjoying, you will help them. Then 
uh, you are now new in Christ, a new creature, newly created. All things will pass away. Those things that you used to enjoy will, will be distated. You will, will be a Disney. Then you will now have tasks to want to be close to God. You have tasks for you want to read the Bible. You want to know a lot of things about the Bible. You want to understand it better. You want to. You will now want to love people that are, that says they are God of Jesus. You want to fellowship with them. You you want to. There will be something in you that will say pray. Things like that. By the time you yield unto the leading of the Holy Spirit this way, you'll be going deeper, 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 especially when you read more of the word and when you, you give your time, quality time, to, 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 to understand what he's saying, meditate on it until the Spirit, which is, you know, this one's written down a logo, until the Holy Spirit interpreted them into your spirit man and they become live and spirit, as Jesus said, to quicken you and, and, and bring faith out of you. Then at that time you're growing, you're growing. And this word as you're doing it daily, 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 at your covenant time with God, will be sanctifying you. And that is that prayer that Jesus now prayed for the disciples. Sanctify them by thy truth, which is the word, which is Jesus. Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. Sanctify them by the truth, your word is truth. You'll be sanctified to a level. Then in prayer, applying the blood, blood of Jesus shed at the outskirts of Jerusalem to sanctify you according to Hebrews 13, 12. Applying the two, by the time you are sanctified, you will know. And me, your experience will be different. You will have been lifted above the level of salvation. And you will know it. At that time, your heart is clean. You can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is holy. And it is this Holy Spirit that will help you keep your sanctified level. We help, we lead you, we cancel you, we teach you, we even reveal certain things unto you that are deep secrets of God, and we keep on keep you on on the on your on your pilgrimage. Uh, God bless you. So in essence, so that is how. That is how. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said in essence. Yes, in essence, that is how to be a Christian that is rapturable. Yes. That is how to yes. be the Christian that are real Christian. Yes. When you follow all these three blessings you receive, salvation and, and the sanctification and baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yes. When all these, all these experiences are intact in your life, that is when you become the real and genuine Christian. You are not yet a good or a genuine Christian until you attain all this level. Yes. Of course, if you are seen bound again, you are a Christian. But to be guaranteed of heaven, you have to complete this, these three steps. Uh, by the grace of the Lord, I pray that the Lord God Almighty will bless you and we make you to understand deeper than what Amen. you have been taught today in the name of Jesus. Because attaining this three level is of paramount importance to any heaven-bound Christian. Because the heaven-bound Christians are the real Christians. They are the genuine Christians. So that is uh, when she was when she's mentioning all those steps now, I began to wonder because uh, uh, and I found out that the Holy Ghost is emphasizing on the true on what is true Christian. What should true Christian experience? You must experience salvation, sanctification, and baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is the biblical principle for 
anyone, any would be Christian. May the Lord help us to attain to these levels. Amen. Amen. God bless you, ma. Thank you. Continue. Can I continue, sir? Can I? Yes, ma. So that is how to live a victorious Christian life in this your sojourning place. Then let's quickly see the admonition of Proverbs 13 12. I mean 13 20. Proverbs uh, 13 verse 20. He that worketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Who are the wise ones? Let's quickly go to Job 28 28 so that you know the wise ones. Okay? Who are the wise ones? Is it those ones that, are, that, that, that have accumulated certificates and became professors, writing papers, making researches? Are they the wise ones? Or who are the wise ones? Uh, Job 28, 28 tells us what it means to be wise. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, he, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil, is understanding. As many as are done everything we have been explaining to be a genuine practicing Christian, having sure foundation of the experience, three experiences, experiences of Christians, they are the ones ones. They trembled when they hear the word of God, and they were, they had that contract heart. Their heart was broken that this is how far I've offended my Creator. Oh God, how do I face him in judgment? And they cried and looked at Jesus on the cross and did what we have explained. Then they gave their life to him. That is wisdom. They fear the Lord and they depart from evil. That's, those are the ones that are, that, are, that are wise. Now, Proverbs, aside these three experiences, that is just the foundation of your journey. It's not the totality because we are still militant soldiers, still in the flesh. You are waging war against the flesh that goes nowhere and wants to pull you down. Because you are of the celestial, you are not of the terrestrial. The flesh, the flesh you are wearing, and every trait of the flesh, everything called flesh, as recorded in Galatians 5, verse 19 and 20. They, they want to stay here, they want to pull you down. But the spirit that is now renewed in Christ, born again in Christ, is of the celestial. So, you are warring against that flesh that you not pull me down. Okay? And you're warring against every unrighteousness all around you. Every unloveness going on in the world. Every, every devilish acts all around you. It's a serious battle. The battle is fierce. Don't sin. But we are, our weapons are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold. And every... Everything that exalts, every imagination that exalts itself above the knowledge of God in the word of God. These are the things you're warning against. But with the name of Jesus, with the blood of Jesus, with the word of God in your heart, you are more than conqueror through him that loveth you. Okay? So, now, these three things are just the beginning. They are just foundation. You need to build on the foundation. Gold, gold of the world. Gold of Silver of the of prayer, things of value, dedication, total yieldedness. Paul says, I die daily. I think first Corinthians 15 20 there. 
This flesh, you have to submit it in prayer every day because if you want to go back to his mud, you will now submit it at the cross in prayer and say, I nail you again and again. Everything rearing his head that is contrary, you nail it every day. You examine yourself every day. Okay? That is building gold on the foundation of the three experiences. Yielding to God every day. Whatever I ask you to do that is difficult, you go to the throne of grace according to Hebrews 4.16 and receive grace for the inconvenient time. For the inconvenient task. And you do it. That is building gold on the foundation. And part of the thing you need to do as somebody that is not that done the wise people is the admonition in Proverbs 13 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. You walk with wise men. Because evil, 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 whatever, evil group or evil gang. If you walk with the foolish, if you have your companionship with the foolish, you will be destroyed into your peril. And, that, and that's not your honor. Though you're a Christian, you need to mind the Christian, the friends you, 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 you flock around with. It, you flock around with those that are wise. You come out of the old friend. It's not as if you should not talk to them again. It may be among your relatives that are not yet wise, that are not giving their life to Christ and relinquish the sinful nature in the blood of the Lamb. Your relatives, your former friends, your, your people around, around. It's not as if they are now your enemy not to be talked to again. But you don't make them intimate friends again. But you show love to them and live with them in peace in peace so that they can see through your 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 character your 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 Christ nature that is you have now put on that there's a better way that is how you have to be related with them but there's no more intimacy of any kind that's how to be wise so you choose your friends among those that are now wise that are, are, are that that have done what you have done that are totally yielded yourself, that are totally relinquished the world and its practices, that are totally done away with sin and the practices of the world. You choose them as your friends. Fellowshipping is necessary here with the brethren. Hebrews 10, I think 20, either 35 or 25, I think it's 25, says, forsake not the assembly of brethren, as some used to do. You now choose to assemble with brethren to listen to the word of God so that God will write a, a book of remembrance and as written in Malachi 16 down there. So that you can be counted among the heritage. By the time he visits the world, those that fellowship with each other, ruminating and meditating in the word of God, talking to each other in the word of God, they have a book of remembrance. By the time God visits the earth with his role, he will be separated from his role. Hello, ma'am. He that walketh with the wise shall be wise. Because iron sharpens iron. Yes, um, I, I, I don't want, I just want to ask a question. How do we recognize, a Christian recognizes uh, the genuine Christian to work with, to associate with? Because uh, we have in the church today numbers of characters in the Christian faith. Of course, 
there are a lot of us uh personally i just want to ask that question i don't want to answer it myself because okay. i want a i want a day an idea from you uh our teacher so how can we because it it, it, it we are we have been taught here now that we should not associate ourselves with disobedient christians so how do we know them and how do we avoid them excuse me sir then yes will be able to recognize a genuine practicing Christian because he has the spirit of God with the designing spirit in him or her. That's number one. Right. Number two, because he, acquaint, he or she acquaints herself with the word of God, will be able, God will give him the kind of God's eye, the eagle's eye, to see certain yeah. truths in them that is not aligned yeah. to the word of God. So by their so fruit, by their fruit yeah it's by the holy spirit you open your eyes to see you open your eyes to be able to design because the, the jesus you call it your heart and the baptism of holy spirit you pray through to is it will come in with designing spirit to recognize and it will come in with a higher knowledge higher wisdom and some other thing so that because you are very familiar with the word of God, by the time some things are some people are doing certain things in a certain way, behaving certain way, you will be able to know since it is contrary to the word of God, that fruit is not aligned. Therefore, by their fruit you will be and by the leading of the Holy Spirit, you will not be influenced. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. However Bless much you. practicing Christian they are. Even if they are pastors and the coordinators, choir leader, bishop, a true Christian, we we still recognize. And one thing I know about the Holy Spirit is that, according to what He said in them, Psalm twenty five fourteen, that the secret of the Lord is with those that fear Him. You that fear God, even certain secrets about those people that are pretending, God will be. Hmm. Yes. Uh, hallelujah. And and uh, uh, said that thou shalt know the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. When a believer uh, uh, is saved genuinely, the spirit of truth is already in him. Yes. And the Bible, the Jesus, Jesus Christ, when he was uh, about to leave the disciples, he told us, he told us from them, reaching, reaching unto us through the same word that the Spirit of Truth, when he come, he shall tell you everything that uh, he shall remember, remind you everything that I have taught you. You see. According to what she said about the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit being the guide to know and recognize who are the, who is who in the Christian faith to associate with, we have the Spirit of Truth also, yes. and the Holy Ghost Himself is that Spirit is that of spirit? Truth. Yes. Oh, the so there are a lot of there are a lot of us believers that are not allowing the ministries of the ministry of this Holy Ghost in 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 us. Many of us will uh, very unfortunate that many of us will still look on the outward. In fact, many of us listen to rumors about people, and that is how we we, we live our life and we conduct our, our life by what we hear people saying about about some people about some about someone. 
but we have the Holy Ghost who we can who can we who, who, who we can resort to, who we can ask about a relationship or associates that we are to keep. In fact, the Holy Spirit, if you are accustomed to his guidance and leading genuinely, and we also, we are not carnal, the Holy Spirit will be guiding us. The Holy Spirit will tell us what to do. When I was born again afresh, I wanted to join a church. I was my, my, uh, my father in faith who ministered to me did not give me a particular church to be, to be attending because at that time, it was of deeper life and deeper life did not have a church then. Deeper life has never started the church then. Hallelujah. Deeper life has never started church then. So, and then uh, the, 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 uh, uh, when I entered one of those church, I just thought churches are church is church. When I entered that church, so I I, 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 I sat down. Yes, I was a Muslim, a converted Muslim. I thought every church is just the same. So I just entered that church. They call it St. Barnabas, uh, St. Barnabas Anglican or whatever church. So I, I will not forget it. We forget, forget the name. So everything they were saying or doing is, was too ceremonial, were too ceremonial, ceremonious to me. And in fact, throughout the time, I was expecting my heart is burning to hear the word of the Lord, and the word is not really is not coming. Do you know what? I wanted to leave my spirit is saying, leave this place. That was when the Holy Spirit began to speak to me vividly. And do you know I was un- I was uncomfortable throughout. And one thing about them is that the the pew that I'm sitting down, there is a kind of lock in between. So and I didn't want to go out just anyhow like that i took time until they finished i didn't branch to that church anymore the holy ghost is inside he will, he will guide you if you are genuinely converted you are you are, you, are, you are having the genuine holy ghost and you are or maybe you are giving the holy ghost in you the, the i mean the, the the right of way to lead you and to guide you and you get accustomed to his guidance and his leading he will tell you who is who you will know who is who there are a lot of us as believers that uh those friends that we pick and i mean because without 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 listening to the holy spirit uh they are the one that is affecting our life to today so yeah. may the Lord help us even to the yeah. church even to the church that you are going to attend uh you should be attending there are a lot of times that i've been time to meet into church the Holy Spirit, there was that the, the time the Holy Spirit told me, even after I've been born again, I'm even I'm a minister of minister of the Lord. I entered into the church thinking that that I can be part of them. The Holy Spirit asked me not to come back to that church anymore or to, to leave. I mean, I, even to leave that church. So you see, the Holy Ghost is there, it will lead us, it will guide us. Not all churches are Holy Ghost church. Please understand it. And not all many all believers, all Christians are Holy Ghost believers. Even not all ministers are Holy Ghost ministers. Yes. Not all pastors are Holy Ghost pastors. Not all evangelists or prophets are Holy Ghost uh, Holy Ghost uh, one. So I want we want we, we need the spirit of truth in us because there are there are a lot of deceptions and the spirit of deception walking around at this time. And this is because this is the end time. 
So we should not be carried away. And in order to have to, to avoid being carried away and being misled, we have to follow the leading and guidance of the Holy Ghost. That's the reason why we must experience the three, three uh, levels of, uh, of our faith, like uh, uh, salvation, sanctification, and then be baptism of the Holy Ghost. So, how the ghosts are fire as an act. It's not just if I want. It's so, compulsory. Yes. Without, without your Where spirit, a, you can't be a Christian. You can't walk. You can't yes, make it. it. Yes. Without the Holy Ghost, you can't make it at all. Yes. In fact, this time, these are the times that we have to do what? We have to be wary of this kind of thing because according to what the scripture said, he said, in the last days, there shall be, there will be seducers. Abby, and they are yeah. there. And let me tell you something. All these diseases that the Lord is talking of, they are they are in the church. Oh. Hallelujah. They are in the church. Oh. Praise God. They are yes, in the church. Yes, you can't you, you you can't locate seducers even outside the world, even, even if you're if you're a believer. These seducers will still be found where in the church. Among the 12, so there are many. Even there are many. So there, so you need the Holy Ghost. Even being a believer, you need the Holy Spirit to guide you, to lead you. In that, and I pray that the Holy Spirit, you will come, we will commit ourselves to Him in the name of Jesus. So mm-hmm. let me just read that. He said, "This no, that is Second Timothy chapter three. This know also that in in the last days, perilous time shall come, for men shall be lovers of themselves. All this that they were talking of, they are Christians, though." They are not. He's talking about peri, He's talking about perilous times. If this, this time if you find all this, this word, in this, if you find this word written in the scripture, it is written directly to the saints. This is the yes. message of Paul. This message of Paul to Timothy, and Timothy is a is 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 is, is, a, is, a, is a youth in the church. And then he said, he talked because Timothy could not be found in the world outside the church. So that was why he was being directed to know this that for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Yes, without natural affection, truth breaker, false accusers incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, eddy, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than the lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Hallelujah. May the Lord pass in Jesus' name. He says, he says, for this sort, verse 6, for this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin, led away with diverse lost. You see, led out. so there are a lot of there are a lot of them like that that have the spirit of lust in them, carrying, you know, whenever they when they associate with believers or whatever. One thing you know about them is that lost will be will be flying around them and, and it will yes, be reaching you even in the church and yes even in the church even in the body of you see because me have filled, I, I have littered the church with uh, with of uh, of men 
and women. I may God help us in Jesus' mighty name. May the this church and, and, and give us the grace to learn deeper as we hold Jesus. He said, they are helping come to the knowledge of truth in fact it's now as janice and jam so this also receives the men of corrupt minds more corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith but he said but they shall proceed no further in jesus name they shall proceed no further they shall proceed no further for their folly shall be made manifest unto all men as theirs also was we pray that all those that are that are that are in that situation uh deceptive and deceiving and they they are they, they said they were christians but were not the law will soon expose them in the name of jesus the law must begin to expose them even right now in the name of jesus but before the law begin to expose them before they begin the law begin to expose them you have the holy ghost that will expose them to you and we let I will help you to know them. Very important because we are in the end time. Very important. This lesson, this act, this area that we are touching is very important. Okay, you can round up, Ma, please. Thank you, Ma, because our right. time is fast. Fame. All right, right. So, Gan, thank you so much. Say you should walk with the wise, then that is how to know the wise. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Pray through to the baptism of Holy Spirit. Without Holy Spirit, you can't, you can't, you, you'll be deceived. Without the Holy Spirit, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be deceived. Even the elect will be deceived. But by the Holy Spirit, you will, you will stay aloof on the sea of deception, even in the church in Jesus' name. Then, Second Corinthians, I want to round up how to live in the world so that uh, we'll pick witness to the world next time. Second Corinthians 6, 17 is admonishing us again. says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. It's not as if they are, you are no more greeting them, you don't relate to them anymore. You are only being careful, you walk prayerfully among them, you depend on the Holy Spirit, and you only relate them in love, so as to see, so to help them see what you have seen and become the Christ you have become, in Jesus' name. So it's not as if when, when we say come out of them, just like we are not of the world, we are in the world. Come out of them doesn't mean total enmity, total separation like that, but you are extra careful. Uh, you know what to do with them to a limit. You don't go deep into anything. Ephesians 5.11 says, 5.11, that is how to live in the world as a Christian, okay? 5.11 and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, <clears throat> but rather reprove them. You see, here we are. Let me talk a little before I stop, because I'm stopping here. You see, when you don't walk, you don't want to walk with the, you don't want to walk with the, you don't want to fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but you are to reprove them. But the Bible says you should not judge. So what do we now mean by reproving? That is, when you discover something wrong in them, you are coming out of them. You are not totally relating intimately so that they will not, uh, they will not pull you down. But at the same time, you want to show them the light that this is how it should be. Then that is reproving in love. Please don't forget that. You are not a judge. 
Mm. You are not mm. to judge. It's against right. God to judge. But you can yeah. be proven by opening their eyes to see what the Bible says about what they're doing. And you do that in humility because you too, you are yeah. not at the battlefront. Yes. You may be tempted because you are still in the flesh. You are doing it with fear because you are still at the battlefront. You are doing it in love. You are doing it in humility. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to close your mind as if it doesn't concern you. You want to open their eyes to what it ought to be according to the word of God. But in love, in humility, and you fear that oh, I should be careful too not to oversay it because. Uh, I'm, I'm also at the battlefield. So that is reproving for you. Jesus corrected. Um, what is it? John 21. Peter told everything Jesus came to do. Let's say 33 and a half years because he spent 30 years before he was uh, declared open. I spent three and a half years, including death, rising, ministry. Peter turned everything upside down when Jesus ascended. Let's go to back to our former vocation and go and fish Jari. Forgetting about what Jesus delivered into their hand. As terrible as that. But when Jesus appeared unto them, he didn't show how with overzealousness, with anger or, or, or what, what do I call it? He didn't show how serious what Peter had done was. He said, children, do you have meat? That which they went for, they didn't even find any fish, any fish, because they've gone out of the will of God for their life. They they fished and fished and fished and sad. They could not get any fish. Then Jesus said, "Okay, children, pull it to the right. They have overflowing to the extent that there, there's something with the 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 That is showing love. Is showing even, love. When yeah. even when you are angry, even when you are hot, mm-hmm. even when 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 it is work of darkness that you want to reprove." Now, after, after giving them what they were looking for, then, children, do you have meat? In gentle voice, in humility. Jesus is, the, is our role model. After, after providing fish, the ones he had helped them to catch, because they didn't have anything to tell him before. He said, bring yes. Okay, sit down and he didn't put through overzealousness. He didn't put his bitterness first. Yeah. After they have eaten and they were eating and enjoying themselves because they have now recognized he's the one because they're speaking. Peter, do you love me? gentle correcting a lot. Reproving a lot. In fact, Peter, he didn't think deep. He answered, You know, I love you now. You know, I love you now. You love me because that fish that Jesus and the cake and the bread that Jesus made for him was, was getting into it. He was enjoying it. He didn't think deep. When Jesus knew we had done God in the lesson, he waited a little and in a gentle voice again, Peter, Peter, you son of Jonah, do you love me more than he didn't think deep again, yes, sir. He didn't think deep again. But by the time, because most of the time Jesus would say, too late, too late, just twice. By the time he knew Jesus, by the time he said it the third time, all his faculties came into life. There's something about this question. That is reproving in love. You must be like Christ. It is not unto you to judge. Yes. Don't be overzealous of anything. Who said he did, he died. He wanted to protect the ark of God. Don't ever try. 
Don't tell her But time. don't say, well, don't because say, I'm not well, a judge, I should close my mouth, let him continue in the work of darkness. No. No. It is true you should not be too intimate, but at the same time, you are a representative of Christ. You are an ambassador here to show light and lighten up the darkness that is working in. But you do it in humility and in love like Christ. God bless you. That's where we're stopping today. By the grace of God. If you have any contribution, answer. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, well, there's not much. There's not much. Uh, but I still want to return a little to that. What we, we uh, I added a little to the teaching on the issue of uh, uh, on I mean uh, on godliness in the in the last days in the church of God. Let us all remember that the the book of Second First and Second Timothy is written as well as well as all as well as all epistles are written for every Christian to, I mean, as admonition, admonition rather, for that those all of us, yes, for those of us in the last days. In fact, when you study that of second and first and second Timothy vividly, you find out that all this counseling there from Timothy, I mean, from Paul to Timothy, they are for all of us as well as all the epistles of uh, Paul to uh, Christians. Hallelujah. So let us study the word of the Lord. Being a Christian in this, in this age is very, very sensitive. And if you are born again and you are saved, you may enter in the ch- into the church and you meet uh, unchristianly people. I don't know how to put it. They are Christian, but they are behaving unchristianly. Their characters are unchristianly. Then you have to, that is the reason why you have to have, you have to have your own personal roots. Personal routine. Let me say personal routine in Christ. You have to experience him genuinely. You have to be saved genuinely. You have to be, you have to repent of your sin genuinely repentance by the grace of god we are going to bring teaching on repentance very soon repentance is the bedrock let me see let me add it genuine repentance is the bedrock for any would be successful christian in life genuine repentance is the foundation when genuine repentance takes place from old sinful life you encounter god and you and you you felt bad because of your sin, situation of your life as sinner, in fact, when the Holy Spirit takes you to that level and you repent of your sin genuinely, that is the foundation, correct foundation. With that foundation, because when you did that kind of repentance, there was there, 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 some, something take, takes place. The light of heaven is lit up in your heart, in your soul. And the moment that light enters into your life and into your souls, that was what happened to Paul on that day when he was going to Damascus. He did not only receive the light, physical light that blinded his soul. He received the light that That penetrated into his... That that, that blinded his eyes, rather. He received the light that penetrated both into his body and into his soul. Because that is Jesus Christ. Because that light is Jesus Christ himself that littered his life. From that day, 
he repented of all his sin. Every one of us need this light of God in our lives as Christians. If we say we are Christian, then we must be living, we must be dwelling in the light. The Bible said in the book of the book of First John, say if we say we are we are we are, we are we are in the light, we should confess that we are in the light. Then we must dwell in the light. We must con- our, live our conduct as being in the light. So you see, as Christian, we all need personal light and personal encounter of the holy ghost in our lives we need personal touch of the holy ghost in our lives that is when we are going to it will it is, it is by then by doing that what we can attain a personal routine in the lord please uh, we can uh, we can, uh, uh, we can we can have a personal routine in the lord uh, so that we will not be deceived by anybody hallelujah amen so that there will be no deception there will be nothing that we shake us because we have gotten our own personal root. You see, if a, if a, if you plant a tree that is uh, that is having this tap root, you know, uh, it will take the root downward, according to what the Bible said in the book of. Uh, he said, "It is the remnant of the of Jacob shall take the root downward and bear the fruit upward." That is how to describe a a Christian is somebody who have taken the root downward. And is bearing the fruit upward. If you take the roots downward, downward the word of God, downward Christ and his word, then the fruit will show outside. Because you are tapping from the original source of God. That is how to have the fruit. You see, there are a lot of uh, fake Christians this day because the foundation does not contain, their foundation does not contain in genuine repentance and what is genuine repentance genuine what what we are talking about salvation 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 is to encounter god that will lead you to genuine repentance as it happened to paul the apostle yes he was born again genuinely he encountered god as it happened to peter when he when he when he denied the law excuse me sir there's something common to peter and paul when they wanted to repent saved Hallelujah. Even Jesus Christ, our Lord, though he did not commit sin, the sin of all the world was casted upon him and he carried the body to Gethsemane. At that Gethsemane, he, was, he groaned in the spirit. He prayed in his life out. And when he prayed, he prayed to the extent that the, the, the sweat that was coming out of the body was as sand, as, as the Bible says, as sand of the blood. Yes. Yes, you see, that is how to how to encounter God. Jesus Christ Himself encounter His Father and gets the money. Yes, Hallelujah. God bless you. Okay. Yes, ma. You say what to say I something? Something, something, something was common to Paul, Peter, and, and Jesus. Yeah. In times of genuine Thank you. Repentance. Yeah. What was common to was them common was what happened to Jesus when he was carrying the sin of the world. Yes. In the spirit. Yeah. Paul prayed that, was, for three days. that was the message yesterday. Maybe you can Peter listen to it. It was, in fact. Yes. Yeah. For genuine repentance to occur, 
Psalm 51, 17 must come together. Yeah. Sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. Broken a broken and contract heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. Thou will not despise. And must follow. This is James 9 and 10. Be afflicted and mourn. And mourn. Let yeah. your laughter be turned to money and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself yes. in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you. Those are yes. the ones that commit themselves to God. Receive the devil and sin for the devil to flee. And they now draw yeah. now unto God and pray in groaning with contract and broken. And that will eventually end in salvation. Excuse me. You can sorry for that. Hallelujah. Hello. Now. Yes, sorry. At least you can take some water to drink. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. God bless. God bless you. Now, just let me add this as you are relieving yourself there. Amen. You see, I still want to add it that as Christians, we should be careful because some of us, when we are when we are saved, we think that entering the church, everybody is just we are just Christians, and then we relate with everybody really. So we are landing up by telling us we should be careful. Not all Christians that you find in the church are living genuine Christian life. And I have even heard of uh, one of our sister who was born again from uh, the world of uh, Islam. Uh, he was, she was being seriously persecuted, according to one of his te her testimony. Yes, uh, I think the name our sister, uh, I forgot the name now. Um, uh, yes, where? Uh, later I will remember by the name it's a popular one so she said she she had great persecution from his, uh, from her uh, uh, Muslim brothers and sisters and all the rest even his father shoot him I mean shoot her and the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost <laughs> did wonderful thing in her life because he has encountered God he has drunken the power of God in the Holy Ghost and, this, and instead of the gun eating her, because the gun was directly directed to her chest by her father in order to do jihad on her. But instead of her, this the 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 the, 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 the she was sitting upon was the one that was the, was it that the, the that the, that the gun caught, and you see that. But he said that's part of that persecution. He, he conquered them. But the next persecution that he was experiencing now is in the church. Imagine. imagine in the church. Imagine. In the church of God. Imagine. He said he didn't have a persecution anymore, any, uh, anymore outside now. Uh, from, in fact, when I had that, I, in fact, it, it, it grieved me on the inside. That it's, it's, it's within the church now, within even ministers like him, that he was having problem. So that is the reason why you must have your roots. Thank God for that this woman had her own personal root in Christ. Yeah. You must take root yeah. downward in Christ personally mm -hmm. so that you'll be unshakable yeah. in this end time mm -hmm. so that you stand erect. You stand yeah. firmly. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then always obey the word of God. Follow what God has asked you to do. 
I mean, to, I mean, you see, in fact, there are a lot of us that are even marrying, and we are marrying wrong associates also. In the and name then of we see call them in yes, in the yes, in the time of we are we are attending the church together, mm. and you think that all Christians are there. All the, you are free to marry any one of them or to pick oh, relation or to pick somebody for relationship anywhere, anyhow, even in the church. You see, we must be very careful in everything. Even if you are doing business, be careful. Don't think that I am in the church. So all the members of the church I can have business with. Pray very well. Yeah. So ask the Holy Ghost to lead, guide you before you take any step. That is the reason why you must be filled with the Holy Ghost. You must be born again genuinely. You must be. You must be. You must be sanctified. To be sanctified is to is to live life of that overcomes sin. You, you are no more struggling with sin. You are yes, no more. You are no more. You want to see. So, yes, you are dead, and your life is hid in Christ. You are dead in the flesh and the things of the world, and to even to the things of the world, and even to the flesh itself. And then you are alive in Christ. That is sanctification. You begin to hate sin like shit. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So that is how to experience salvation. So when you experience all that, then, then it will be it will be easier for you to 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 to, to uh, the, the, what do I call it now to design to design uh, to design who is who because the Holy Ghost will guide you and will lead you. And then you too, you must. Take care of the kind of life you are living. Yeah. If you know that your life is, is a life of deception, you are not a genuine Christian. You know what you are doing behind, after the church, and behind the church, uh, um, outside, the, outside the four wall of the church. You know your conduct. You better repent. You are not, being, you are not yet born again. You must be saved. Yeah. Don't deceive yourself. Yeah. If you are living such life that is questionable, be saved now. Don't deceive yourself before it, before it is too late. When you are hearing the word of the Lord in the church, how, you see, where we read in the book of 1 Timothy, it said, ever learning and never come to the world, to the, to the, to the knowledge of the, of the truth. You see? Yes, so if you are, yes. So if you are living in that situation, you know yourself now, you know everything about yourself. You can't deceive yourself. Yeah, you see, one thing is uh, my, my, my proverb used to say that uh, uh, that is no two two people cannot uh, cannot lose lie. Eh? You see, the person that is lying to you know that is lying. Even if you that is she is he or she is telling lie to never know. He knows that he is a liar. So that is telling lie. So therefore, as a believer, are you a lying Christian? Are you really a genuine Christian? Check yourself. Let us pray right now. Let's pray that the Lord God Almighty will have mercy on all of us. Amen. Lord, have mercy. And have mercy on all of on, on me. Have mercy on me. Lord, make me the type of Christian you want me to be. Make me the type of believer you want me to be. Oh, Lord Jesus, encounter me personally. Lord, you, I want to also pray that, Lord, encounter me. Encounter me. The Lord have to encounter Isaiah, who was a minister of God. Before Isaiah could be amount to anything, yes, before Isaiah could amount to anything as minister, in fact, let's say as Christian, let's just take his sample. 
But the day that he prayed, he encountered the Lord, the Lord encountered him. And I know in the atmosphere where he encountered the Lord, he must be in prayer at that time before the Lord. Not doing his own thing at that time. You can lock up yourself as Isaiah did and ask God to encounter you. Ask him to encounter you. If there is any life you are living in struggle uh, with sin and all such, yet being a Christian that you, that you profess, you have to pray, Lord, check me. Lord, check me. Lord, Babu said, that is what the psalmist said. He said, search me, O God, and know my thoughts. Try me, O God, and see if there is any wicked way in me, in wicked way in me. Yes, I want us to pray the Lord, search me. Search me. These are the time to search ourselves to know whether, to be sure we are, we are really uh, a Christian uh, and a believer. Yes, I want us to pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, help me. I want us to pray with this scripture in the book of Psalms 51. Lord, purge me with isop, and I shall be what? This is somebody who have recognized himself as sinner and he need God's mercy. I want us to pray that God have mercy upon me, purge me. Purge me with your blood. I need your blood as purging, as, pu as, pu as, pu as, pu as purge for me. Oh Lord, as purging instrument, your blood, your blood. Purge me and wash me. Wash me and wash me by the same in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, purge me your word. Purge me by your word in the name of Jesus. Purge me by your word, purge me by your blood in the name of Jesus. Let this word of yours that I just had purge me in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, help me in Jesus' name. This is how we are preparing ourselves for the last day's events that may take place at any time. Yes, purge me, let your blood purge me. Forgive me and cleanse me of all my sins. Oh Lord, have mercy upon me in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Verse 8 said, He said, Make me to hear joy and gladness. Amen. Lord, I want us to pray that Lord give me grace to hear joy. The word of and to hear joy is to hear salvation. Because the, the new salvation will result into heavenly joy. I want us to pray, Lord, cause my hear, cause my hear to hear joy. The hear of my soul, the hear of my head. The hear of my heart, let it hear joy and gladness, O oh Lord, by, 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 by salvation, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord, help me in the name of Jesus, O Lord, let my life hear your salvation, let it hear, let it hear your salvation, let it hear the word of joy, in the name of Jesus, once again, in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want us to pray, Lord, Lord, create me, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Praise that prayer. Pray that prayer, Lord, create in me a clean heart, Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. Renew a right spirit within me, O oh Lord, create in me a new, a new heart and renew in me a right spirit a right spirit within me in the name of jesus 
Oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh la casa da yeri boto soturo manaba. Oh Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. In yes, Lord, a clean heart. Oh Lord, a Lord renew a right spirit within me in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pray for fire of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost fire come upon me. Holy Ghost fire baptize me. Destroy, destroy, destroy any any root of sin in my life. Holy Spirit come on this side of me. Lord, destroy any root of every root of wickedness, every root of wickedness, every root of malice, every root of every root of every unrighteousness. Lord, yes, lost. And fornication, adultery, Lord, let your refining fire come upon me in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Getting me a clean heart and a new right spirit within me in the name of Jesus. In Jesus. Mighty name, we pray. Amen. Finally, I want us to pray. Lord, teach me that I may be able. Teach me very well that I may I too may be the teacher of transgression, transgressors. Amen. Lord, teach me and give me understanding that I too may become teacher to sinners. And that. And they will be converted to you. Teach me. Teach me. Holy Ghost, teach me. Yes, teach me personally. Give me the heart of a learner. Give me the heart of a learner. Oh Lord, and give me, make me to be teachable. Oh Lord, give me a teachable spirit. So that we grow, oh God, to become teacher to sinners. In the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Yes, the Holy Spirit wants us to have this prayer. Lord, establish your altar in my heart. Establish and your Lord, altar. Let the, establish and let the light there never go up anymore. Lighten your light on the altar of my life. Lighting on the altar of my heart. Of my and heart. let your light never go off and anymore. Lord, anymore. in the name of establish your altar in my heart, in my life. Oh Lord, help me. In the name of Jesus, establish your altar, create your altar in my heart, in my life. Oh Lord, in the name of enlighten your light upon the altar of my life and let the light never go off in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, help me not to break, not to break, not to break contact from you. In the name of Jesus. Baptize me with the spirit of oh, Lord. Let my incense or praises always go before you, never to go down. In, in the name, name of Jesus. Oh Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 
It's, I feel as if we should have this one also. Let's pray this prayer. Lord, I want you to pray, Lord, help me to offer righteous sacrifices from help this me. time, from this day in my life. From help now, me, oh Lord. Holy Ghost, help me to... Of my love, yes. Of yes. Help oh me Lord. from now to be acceptable and to offer. To be able to offer. Yes. Acceptable sacrifices oh Lord. up unto you. Sacrifice. The mighty, the oh mighty Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Help me on this point. Yes. Yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord, yes Lord. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Jesus name. Yes. Yes. Me to give acceptable sacrifice. Oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, even from the altar of my heart, help me, O oh Lord, to give that acceptable sacrifice. Oh Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we pray. Amen. Finally, pray, Lord, make me rapturable. Preserve me to the end. Lord, preserve me to the end. Point to me all those things that will make me unrapturable. Let me know those things, Lord. Everything help me to know those things that will make me unrapturable. Oh Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Evil blemish not be hidden. Oh Lord, yes, show me your glory. Lord. Give me your kind of eyes. To show see me, oh God. All those show me your path, and I will walk in it, oh Lord. Revealed, in the name of everything that will make me to be unrapturable. Right Lord, show them to me. Lord, have mercy on me in the name of Jesus. And help me by your grace to avoid them. Just name we pray. Amen. Our Father, we thank you today for the teachings of today. We are praying that Lord, you will hear all our prayers in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray that Lord God Almighty, our teacher, you will anoint in the name of Jesus. Amen. And all of us in your presence that have had your word, that have downloaded, and that is hearing your word even presently, Lord, we pray you will help us through to be the kind of Christian that we ought to be for your glory Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. To live this word victoriously within your grace Amen. and we receive that grace today Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. That, that Lord, we pray that every one of us, none of us will meet the rapture in the name of the Father Amen. and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory for your life today. Every one of us that have, that have taken part in this program today. Hallelujah. Yes, we, we thank God for those who entered the studio. Miriam Isaka. Yes, intercessory prayer room. You entered the studio. God bless you. Zion Prophetess. You even stayed with us for some time. Yes. Prince uh, Kwashi, yes, then you enter the studio there for his glory. Winners, Deborah Korang, Adolf, you and God bless all of you. We pray that the Lord God Almighty will make all of us rapturable in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. And not those of us that will download, we pray that the Lord God Almighty will bless every one of us in the name of Jesus. To God be the glory for your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Our teacher, meet us again by 7 a.m. on Wednesday. 7 a.m. for Family Shiloh Hour or Family Shiloh Encounter 
with Christ Jesus. So please be with us. 7 a.m. is for prayer for family. I pray we raise prayer issue. We minister on prayer issue, and then we pray about we pray, and then we'll be blessed. God bless you. Bye for now.